everybody, Chris Harry with you on the official LA Chargers podcast. We're just over two weeks away from the regular season opener in Denver, which means your fantasy football draft is probably coming up soon. NFL.com's Matt Franciscovich joins me today to discuss when you should target some of the key members of this Chargers offense. A lot of stuff you need to know. So without further ado, here's the franchise. Okay, a lot of fantasy drafts going down this weekend and over the next couple of weeks. So I had to bring in my guy, Matt Franciscovich, a.k.a. the franchise from NFL.com and NFL Network. You follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Franchise. Matt, what is up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, Chris, thanks for having me today. I'm pumped to talk some Chargers here. They got some firepower in this offense. Oh, my gosh, it's fantasy firepower, man. I, I want to get into the Chargers, <laughs> but first, this is an important week for fantasy owners. That third preseason game, you, you see a little bit more game planning this weekend, and maybe you get some further insights on, on guys to help you in drafts. What are some of the storylines, and, and who are some of the guys that you, you're going to have eyes on this weekend? Yeah, man, I think the biggest story of this preseason is it, I, I'm calling it the year of the rookie running back. We got this deep draft class at running back and we got guys like Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Leonard Fournette who's injured right now but they've all kind of made waves in the preseason. They all look really good. They're all going pretty highly in fantasy drafts. So we, we already saw McCaffrey last night. He was pretty involved there in the Carolina game but I think people should be watching out for Dalvin Cook because he's kind of He's one of the rookie backs that's going like the latest in drafts. You can probably get him in like the fourth round. And he's kind of plugged in there in a high volume role, more so than the other guys I mentioned. They all kind of have to work their way up the depth chart, if you will. So I really like Dalvin Cook in the fourth, fifth round if you can get him there. Yeah, I, I love Cook. And you know who else is kind of sneaky? Is that Kareem Hunt from Kansas City. He had a, he had a nice game uh, last week, and I think he's kind of nipping at Spencer Ware's heels too, huh? Definitely do not sleep on uh, Kareem Hunt. I I don't like Spencer Ware at his draft value. He's going maybe like fifth or sixth round, which is a little too rich for me, considering that Hunt's kind of breathing down his neck there. So we'll see what happens. Let's get into the Chargers, Matt. Uh, like you said, a ton of fantasy firepower here. Uh, a lot of guys who are going to be big contributors on fantasy teams this season. But let's start with the first guy who's probably going to come off the board, Melvin Gordon. Uh, you know, year one, no touchdowns, 12 total touchdowns last year, and he has a run-oriented head coach in Anthony Lynn. We know what he did with uh, with the Buffalo Bills last year and Shady McCoy and Gillisley. Mm-hmm. He's going about that mid to late first round. Um, what, what are your thoughts yeah. on him and where he's going? I love him there. I'll take him late first round all day. He's definitely a first-round pick. Last year, we saw him kind of forced into a high-volume role when Danny Woodhead went out in the second uh, second week there. And uh, he kind of thrived even as a pass catcher, which I don't think people saw coming. He had 41 receptions uh, on the season. And, yeah, he missed the last three games of the season there, kind of burned some people in the fantasy playoffs. But, I mean, 254 carries. Like, he's going to get another high-volume workload. I think when it comes to these late first-round guys, you can kind of flip a coin between guys like Melvin Gordon, Devonta Freeman, and LaShawn McCoy. So, when it falls to you, you know, fantasy is all about having fun. So if you like one of these guys over the other one, you know, take the guy you like to root for or whatever. But, I mean, I think I think Melvin Gordon's going to be a beast this year. Yeah, I was just going to say, after David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell, especially with that Zeke suspension, it's kind of that – there's kind of like that group of like five or six guys that you mentioned, Matt, that, you know, like whether it's Freeman yeah. or McCoy or Gordon or DeMarco Murray, Ajayi, Howard. Of, of that group, who do you like the most – after those first two, and obviously if you're, if you're planning to take Zeke, you're probably taking him you know, late second, early third. Yeah, yeah. My, my RB3 in my rankings is Jay Ajayi right now. We saw him 
I'm pretty sure he scored two touchdowns in the preseason game against the Eagles. So that was nice to see. Um, I think Ajayi, you know, he didn't really get a featured workload until I think week five last year when Arian Foster went out and he still had over 200 carries. He got work in the passing game. And if he starts, he's going to start out of the gate in, in week one. He's going to even have even more volume this year. So I don't see, I don't see any regression coming there for Ajayi. People point to, oh, he only had two, two big 200-yard games or whatever. Like most of his fantasy points came in those games. But I think that you can throw that out the window. They had trouble in the offensive line last year. I think with Jay Cutler at quarterback, it just makes that entire offense uh, more powerful, and I think Jay Ajayi is my RB3 after Bell and Johnson. Yeah, I like him too, especially when you got guys like Devontae Parker on the outside that I think is going to take kind of that next step in 2017. You have some weapons on the outside yep. that I think will open it up a little bit for Ajayi. Matt, I want to get to Keenan Allen because last year sure. he was being drafted as a, as a top 10 wide receiver, and I just I can't get that first half against the Kansas City Chiefs out of my head, how he was just, I think he had like six receptions in the first half. He was just rolling the Chiefs, had that unfortunate injury. And now you're starting to see him around being like a top 15 receiver, you know, being drafted maybe like in the late third, early fourth. What's your thoughts on Keenan Allen this year? Because I'll tell you what, if I can get him as my wide receiver too, I think I'm all in with that. You know, I love me some Keenan Allen this year, man. You're right. I think people... So many people were burned by that week one injury last year. They don't, they're scared to invest, uh, which, you know, I understand that concern. He also had an injury two years ago, that lacerated kidney that kind of kept him out. So he's been kind of unlucky with these injuries. I don't think he's necessarily injury prone. Um, From what I've been seeing online, he's been just dominant in training camp. He's been awesome. Um, I think he could push. Yeah. I, I think he could push for the league league and targets. As long as he stays healthy, man, if you can get him as your wide receiver, too, in the fourth round, I'll take that all day long. I love him to uh, be a beast this year. Yeah, you see some of the receivers that are going before him, franchise, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not sold in that quarterback situation. Demarius Thomas, Trevor Simeon's okay, but, I mean, even T.Y. Hilton, you know, with with Andrew Luck, the uncertainty there. I I just feel like with Phillip Rivers, especially under center, and Keenan Allen having that entire 2016 to rehab, I think he's going to be ready to rock. Yo, I agree with you, man. I would, I'm staying away from Hilton. I'm staying away from Hopkins. Like, and, and the fact that people are scared of, of Allen because of these injury issues from last year and whatever, like that just makes it, that makes him more attractive at his current value. So maybe you go get yourself a, a running back in the third round and target Keenan Allen in the early fourth round and not really have to worry about your wide receiver too position because you're going to be getting a guy like Allen with with that volume upside there in the fourth round and you'll be set all right tight end franchise Hunter Henry in my opinion I think this guy has the potential to be a top five tight end this season he had 53 targets last year eight touchdowns that's my hot take today Matt I'm feeling good about Hunter Henry (laughs) this year Uh, but again 53 targets he had eight touchdowns and even with Antonio Gates um, sharing some of that load, especially in the red zone. I, I just, I have a feeling that Hunter Henry is, is going to take a gigantic leap in 2017. I'm curious your thoughts. Yeah, he's being drafted as a tight end one. I think he's being drafted as like the 10th tight end off the board. So if you're in a 10 team league, that's a tight end one. Um, I think he's going to see his, his targets increase. You said he had like 51 last year. Um, I'm pretty sure Antonio Gates had something like 90 or more targets last year. So that should come down. You know, there's talk about 
there's talk about the Chargers wanting to get Antonio Gates that touchdown record there. So I think they're going to focus on that early, but he only has one, if I'm not mistaken there. Yeah, just one to break um, it. But I think, I think as long as Gates is kind of on the field, Henry's ceiling in fantasy might be a little capped. Uh, but I think he still takes a step forward this year. You know, he did great things like rookie tight ends don't usually break out like that. So that was a surprise and a good sign for his future. I'll take him at his value. Maybe he's going like eighth, maybe eighth or ninth round as a tight end. Uh, so if he can improve on that, maybe score 10 touchdowns this year. Yeah, I, I like him as I don't know. I don't know if I would call him a top five tight end, but a top 10 I'm, I'm, I'm on board with. Yeah, I, I think the potential, I think the caveat is, and to your point, there's a lot of mouths to feed on this Chargers offense too. When you talk about Keenan Allen coming yeah. back, we didn't even talk. We haven't talked about Tyrell Williams yet, who we'll get to in a second. But Philip Rivers is a guy that I see 10, 12 quarterbacks go before him in a lot of drafts. I'm just curious what yeah. you, your thoughts are on Philip with healthy weapons. You know, mind you, let's just put this in perspective. No Keenan Allen last year. Hunter Henry was in and out of the lineup. They were just snake bit by injuries. Danny Woodhead goes out in week two. Uh, you mentioned Gordon yeah. at the end of the year. With healthy weapons on the outside, what do you think of Phillip Rivers in 2017? Yeah, I like him for a nice bounce back here. I mean, right now we already talked about Andrew Luck a little bit. He's Rivers is going after Andrew Luck, uh, after Ben Roethlisberger, Marcus Mariota, Cam Newton. Uh, he's going about in the 10th round, so he's not even getting drafted in 10-team leagues. Uh, like you said, I think with, with these guys back healthy, Rivers is due for a nice bounce back. Uh, just a stat here from our research team. He's a much better player in in his career when Keenan Allen is healthy, obviously, since 2015. He's got a 101.6 passer rating with Allen. Uh, and that's 333 pass yards per game and an 86.3 passer rating without Allen the last two years. That's two, 269 pass yards per game. So there's been a steep drop off in Rivers production without Keenan Allen on the field. So I think as long as that duo is hooking up all year, like they're both uh, Rivers is definitely in for a nice bounce back. He also led the league in interceptions last year, but I think some of that had to do with, you know, mistakes in the second half, trying to climb back uh, from behind, just, you know, not having the, the weaponry that he has now. Uh, so I think he's a nice sleeper at quarterback. If you can wait on quarterback, which is a strategy I suggest everyone takes in their fantasy drafts, target Phillip Rivers there late and you should be set. To your point, I think he was pressing a little bit, trying to get the Chargers back in games in the fourth quarter, and that's probably a reason for yeah. for those interceptions going up a little bit in 2016. The other guy uh, who had a thousand yards receiving and seven touchdowns last year, Tyrell Williams. He he came on late in in large part to to all the injuries that they had, but he emerged. He had a nice camp as well. Uh, what do you think? With Tyrell Williams this year, I, I'm looking wide receiver three, maybe a, a fringe wide receiver four with some upside. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's a nice sleeper. He's going uh, on fantasy football calculator. He's going about in the early ninth round in a 12-team league. I mean, I, th I think a guy like him can really only improve. He's sort of forced forced into the high-volume role last year with all the injuries. He clearly kind of came through with the 1,000 yards. And, you know, he's big, too. He's six foot four, two 205, and he's fast. He ran a 4-3-40 in his pro day two years ago. Um, and I was just reading on Chargers.com that, you know, people are kind of hyping him. And he's like, look, he's kind of like knocking them down a little bit. Look, like, look, look, I, I want to get better. Like, I'm not there yet. I'm not buying into my own hype. So that kind of shows some maturity. He wants to get better. I think he can only learn from a guy like Keenan Allen. 
And I think last year he built a good rapport with Philip Rivers. So hopefully they keep that going. And if you can get him in the ninth or tenth round as your, like you said, wide receiver three, maybe a flex guy, I think you'll be set. A quick break, and we'll be back with more fantasy talk with the franchise. If you're a fan of the Chargers, shop our huge selection of Los Angeles Chargers gear and merchandise at the official pro shop of the Los Angeles Chargers. Buy officially licensed Chargers apparel to cheer on the team, including Chargers jerseys, t-shirts, tailgating gear, salute to service gear, and much more. Browse our collection of the most popular items and school accessories such as backpacks, fidget spinners, and Chargers back-to-school supplies. Find any kind of Los Angeles Chargers gear or clothing you may ever need today at shop.chargers.com. Matt, a couple general fantasy questions for you for, for people that are sure. drafting this weekend or over the next couple of weeks. Uh, a guy that's going in the first three rounds of drafts for you that, that you're just not touching. Who's that guy? Uh, Marshawn Lynch, for sure. He's being drafted way too high. Um, there's a lot of hype around. I mean, every, I love Marshawn Lynch. You know, it's like a character, but he's, he's aging. The last time we saw him, he was banged up. He wasn't good in, in Seattle his last year there. I kind of question his motivation, too. A reporter asked him about a week or two ago, did you miss football while you were away? And he said no. So, I mean, that's, that's not a guy I want on my fantasy it's team. It's an I interesting understand. answer. Yeah, and I mean, who else but Marshawn Lynch would say that? But I understand the hype. The, the offensive line in Oakland is upgraded, and we saw Latavius Murray kind of in that role last year. He scored 12 touchdowns, but he only had about 700 yards rushing um and they got got these two dynamic guys deandre washington and jalen richard uh behind lynch on the depth chart who are you know very versatile can catch can run so i just i can't buy into lynch at that price because there you're drafting him as an rb2 maybe if you take two wide receivers in the first two rounds as your rb1 and i'm just not not down with that kind of strategy if someone does end up drafting Lynch or has drafted Lynch already. Who's the handcuff there? you think it's Washington or Richard? I think from what we saw last year, I think it's got to be DeAndre Washington. Um, there's the, the jury's kind of out on this. I think Washington's a little bit smaller, but uh, Richard's got, Richard's got uh, the speed. And I don't know. I just I think Washington's more, more reliable. I think he'll get more volume. I think he's, he got the second team reps in camp. Uh, so my my bids are on uh, DeAndre Washington over Richard. They're both very explosive, uh, but if if you're looking for more consistency, I think it would be Washington. All right, franchise, you alluded to it. Uh, it's a very talented rookie class. You mentioned all those running backs. Who's your favorite rookie if you had to pick one? Definitely Dalvin Cook, man. I said it off the top too, and the Vikings just plugged him in immediately in the preseason. He's drawn nothing but praise from that coaching staff. They're talking about how mature he is, how much he's learning. When he makes a mistake, he corrects it the next time. Um, he got a high-volume workload, both as a runner and a pass catcher in the preseason so far. It looks like he's on the same page with Sam Bradford. And like I said, like you know, Christian McCaffrey is a uh, crazy talent, but Jonathan Stewart's still there. He's still going to see a big workload. Uh, Joe Mixon, I think, is – you know, he has a chance to take over that starting job over Jeremy Hill and Gio Bernard, but I think he's still got to work his way up that depth chart, like right out of the gate. You know, it's kind of concerning that we're seeing Jeremy Hill getting these starts in the preseason games. And then the other guy, Leonard Fournette, that everyone, he's going up like in the second round. And from what we've seen from the Jaguars in the preseason, they don't know who their quarterback is going to be. Whoever they decide on, you can't, you can't be confident in that offense really producing. So, 
I mean, maybe maybe Fournette gets a big workload, but how many scoring chances is he going to have? So I think the Vikings are a nice sleeper offense, and I will be targeting Dalvin Cook in all my drafts for sure. Yeah, you know, Fournette, I think his stock has dropped over the last couple of weeks a little bit just because of the injury and the offensive line yeah. and, and the quarterback. So it's it's just amazing what a couple of weeks can do in the preseason to kind of shift your thinking. But I, I'm with you, man. I think Dal- I'm on the Dalvin Cook train as well. Who's a guy that is going to be on all your teams franchise that you're just targeting that you're just going to end up with on a majority of your teams? Uh, I'm targeting Cameron Brait, tight end on the Buccaneers, because Ooh, nice. you know we talked about Hunter Hen- Hunter Henry there has some upside. Cameron Brait tied him in touchdown receptions last year with eight. Uh, you can get you can wait till the 15th round of your draft and take Cameron Brait as your tight end one and feel confident about that. Like eight touchdowns last year, I think, you know, we kind of saw that connection between him and uh, Jameis Winston, especially in the red zone last year. 20% of Brace's 81 targets were red zone targets last year. And he's getting no love because everyone thinks rookie uh, tight end O.J. Howard is going to be the guy there. But everything we've seen out of camp this summer points to Howard kind of being more of a blocking type tight end in his first year. I'm not knocking Howard's talent. I think he's a freakish athlete. He's going to have a great career in the NFL, but for this season, Braid is Braid is the guy just because of the value you can get there and the upside and targets and red zone looks. I think is going to be unmatched. I like Braid too, and I think Deshaun Jackson is going to help both Braid and Mike Evans this year, just kind of stretching the field and allowing more opportunities for for James to get the ball to Braid. Franchise a quarterback that's grossly undervalued. I mean, we talked about Rivers already. I think. Uh, I feel like, you know, I feel like Cam Newton's a little undervalued because he kind of came into last year as like a first, you know, the first quarterback off the board in a lot of leagues, uh, had a really down season. Uh, obviously, he was due for some regression last year after 45 total touchdowns in 2015. I mean, he's still going to get, you know, they say he they want to run him less, but they're talking about, you know, more short dump offs to guys like uh, McCaffrey, guys like Curtis Samuel. I think Devin Funches is being overlooked. He's still got Greg Olson. Kelvin Benjamin looks better than he has his entire career. So I think Cam Newton's in for a, a nice bounce back here. And considering how poorly he showed last year, he's kind of been knocked down in ADP. He's still, I think he's still going as a top 10 quarterback. But considering where you can get him uh, and how I think he's going to produce, I think that's, you know, I think I can consider that underrated and a good value at quarterback. A couple more quick ones for you. A running back sure. and a wide receiver that's going in mid-rounds that has the potential to be top five at their position, let's say, if everything breaks right. Green Bay Packers, Ty Montgomery. He was going, earlier in the season, he was going more like fourth, fifth round. Now he's a little bit injured. He hasn't seen the field uh, in the last preseason game. So his ADP has slipped into the seventh round. And uh, I think... The Packers, they want him to be their guy. He just had some injury issues. The sickle cell trait is obviously a concern, but I think he's a guy, even in a limited workload, 10, 12 touches a game, I think he can be explosive. We kind of saw, I don't want to compare him to Jamal Charles in his prime, but we saw a guy like Jamal Charles kind of produce very efficient on a small amount of touches. I kind of can see that for Ty Montgomery in a high-scoring offense in Green Bay. You know, I think uh, they can use He's so versatile. He's a converted wide receiver to running back. I think if you can target him in the seventh, eighth round, which is about where he's going now with the kind of downgrade from the preseason, I think that's really good value for a guy like Ty Montgomery. 
Uh, wide receiver I like. I mean, dude, Julian Edelman's getting no love. The Patriots brought in Brandon Cooks, who's going maybe second, third round, which is lun- lunacy to me. Uh, we know Julian Edelman's going maybe like sixth, seventh round, which is, which is crazy. You know, he's not a high touchdown upside guy, but he gets the targets. He gets the receptions. Uh, he's, he's DFS with Tom Brady, which is always a positive. So I think, you know, Julian Edelman, his value is depressed because of guys like Brandon Cooks. Gronk is healthy. People are just kind of forgetting about him, and it's weird because he had such a great season last year. So if you can get Edelman as maybe your third or fourth wide receiver in the draft and, like, use him in your flex spot on a week-to-week basis, I think you're going to be super happy about that. Tom, Tom's not forgetting about Julian. It's his boy at the Derby. The things are fine in New England with him and Julian Edelman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Like, he's, it's like people just forgot he exists. I know it's crazy, man. All right, last one for you, bud. Yeah. A, a player that's currently going undrafted or super, super late that you think will end up making some noise in 2017. I like uh, this guy Dante Foreman in, in Houston, rookie running back, kind of behind Lamar Miller. Uh, I think you know we saw Lamar Miller finally get that huge workload last year. He kind of broke down. He wasn't very efficient. I think the Texans brought in Foreman. He's a bigger kind of power back. I think they kind of brought him in to spell Lamar Miller at times, you know, kind of lighten his workload so he can be more efficient with his touches. Um, I think they plug Foreman in as kind of a goal line type guy. I think he can have some value with the quarterback change there. That offense is going to look different, hopefully, without Brock Osweiler and be a little more efficient in the red zone. They were terrible in the red zone last year. So I think if you can get Dante Foreman, I don't think he's being drafted in regular redraft leagues. Kind of like him as a late-round dart throw, kind of a flyer type guy at running back to – uh kind of spell Lamar Miller and if Lamar Miller gets hurt I can see them uh, plugging Foreman in as a feature back there because he has those qualities franchise awesome stuff my man he's Matt Franciscovich you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Franchise you also want to check out his work on NFL.com he does fantastic work Matt I'd love to have you on again during the season bud and appreciate your time today definitely thanks for having me Chris good luck in your draft man my thanks to Matt for joining me and thanks to you for listening Be sure to subscribe to the official LA Chargers podcast on iTunes and Google Play. We're going to continue to have some big-time guests throughout the season breaking down all things Chargers in the NFL. So until next time, we'll see you soon.